keeping up with the fruit and veg? Yeah, fine. She is eating rubbish when she is outside. When she's at home, she's eating my food and it's good. I'm sure it is. What about sleep? That's she never right. sleeps. Exercise? Religiously. Not at all. Alcohol? Oh, she's drinking like the pirate. I really enjoyed our walk today. Ditto. Would you like to repeat the experience? Would you like to give me your number? I don't have a phone. <laughs> oh my God, I was just beginning to think you're not as weird as you look. Take care of my heart. I promise. It was always going to be yours one way or another. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Dan Takaki, and as always, I am joined here with my co-host, partner, and my girlfriend, who has secretly been a ghost this whole time, (laughs) Kara Zalaya. Hello, everyone. We're just jumping into the spoilerificness. Right away. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for listening. This is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal, it is only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long we have been celebrating Christmas for. Yes, that is correct. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, indeed. We love Christmas, and we love Christmas movies. So we're here to talk about some of our favorites and some of our not-so-favorites, And some just absolutely insane Christmas movies. (laughs) Kara, what are we watching this time? This Christmas Day, in a special double episode of 12 Days Pod, Mm -hmm. our finale, we are talking about 2019's Last Christmas. Gang, I'm willing to bet that a good chunk of y'all have not seen this movie (laughs) And I want to just let you know up top, this is going to be a spoiler-heavy movie. But Dan, it's a Christmas movie. How could there be spoilers? What are you talking about? Trust me on this, there are spoilers. So if you have not seen this movie for some reason, and then also still have an interest in seeing this movie, go watch it and come back to the pod in a little bit. But if you aren't particularly interested in seeing this movie, we are going to tell you everything that happens. You won't be lost. We are really going to hold your hand through this one. Yeah, I will be giving as thorough a recap as I can. So Kara, do you want to give a little bit of context as to why this movie is so important to us? and why we are obsessed with this movie, and why we made a podcast solely (laughs) so we could talk about Last Christmas. Yes, absolutely. So picture it. It's the summer of 2019, Mm -hmm. a totally different summer. Yeah. And you and I, we love Henry Golding. We do. We just, we love Henry Golding. We're obsessed with Henry Golding. Henry Golding's perfect. He's so hot and wonderful and charming. This trailer drops. Yes. And you and I proceed to lose our minds. So I distinctly remember I was at work. Yes. And this trailer dropped in like March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I watched it maybe four times and sent it to you on Twitter and was like, all caps, oh my God. (laughs) We immediately were like, 
Henry Golding's a ghost, he's right? A, he's got to be a ghost, or they're both ghosts, or one <laughs> of them's alive, one of them's dead. What is happening here? Dan has brought out the very best in me in many ways, but particularly when it comes to movies. I used to be a pretty big like movie buff nerd. I actually know a lot about cinema because I wanted to be a film director for most of my life. Right. If you've listened to any of other ep- our other episodes, you would understand that Kara seems to have some nuance and introspection about films that I do not have. (laughs) But because I worked in film for a hot minute, I fell completely out of love with it. And Dan's approach of watching movies is genuinely to just have a good time. The biggest crime for you is if it's boring. Right. That's why I was so excited to see this movie. Yes. Which, when did we see this movie, Kara? So Dan's birthday is in November. This movie came out in November, and for his birthday, I took him out to one of our favorite dumpling places, and then we went to a sold-out screening of Last Christmas on, like, a Tuesday. It was, like, a Tuesday night in the middle of November. Literally, the entire theater was sold out. We were in, like, the second to front row of this theater. We had terrible seats. Yeah, we were inside of Henry Golding. That's how close we were. Yes, and then for this year, for my birthday, Kara bought me the physical (laughs) DVD. DVD. For last Christmas, which included all of the amazing and weird bonus features and deleted scenes. We were cackling the whole time watching this movie. It is. It has its moments where it's very sweet. But every other aspect of it is so ridiculous because the whole time you know, you don't know, but you know that Henry Golding is a ghost. (laughs) Now, we'll get into this in a little bit in my notes because I want to talk about whether is he a ghost or is he a memory? Mm, and mm, we'll mm, we'll get into that in the notes. I don't want to. That's not right, for, that's right, not right. for now. But we just wanted to set the stage here for why this movie is so important to us because it is so insane. And even if you listen to this podcast, haven't seen it, maybe this will inspire you to go watch it. <laughs> because while this is not a great movie by any standard, it is utterly insane and chaotic. But we had to do it because it is the origin story of Twelve Days Pod because we kept talking about this movie. For so long, we just kept talking about it. And eventually when we were in the middle of the pandemic and I was like, what is something fun and light that we enjoy doing? Mm -hmm. And what we enjoy doing is talking about last Last Christmas Christmas. specifically. Right. And boy, howdy, am I ready to get into it. Let's go. Dear Daniel, yes. what is Last Christmas about? Last Christmas, a movie directed by Paul Feig. So this movie is based on the song by Wham! and by George Michael, Last Christmas, with the line, Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. And thus begins our tale. And thus begins our tale. So this movie stars Amelia Clark as Kate and Henry Golding as Tom, a.k.a. the titular Last, Last Christmas. Christ. This movie also stars Emma Thompson as Amelia Clark's mother, who also wrote the movie with her husband, Greg Wise. Excuse me, Dame Emma Thompson. I'm sorry, Dame Emma Thompson, yes. Also, Michelle Yeoh is in it, and she owns a Christmas store in London and is Amelia Clark's boss. Amelia Clark works in this Christmas store in downtown London. Kate, Amelia Clark is an aspiring singer and performer trying to get her big break, but she is also working at this Christmas store and is a total mess of a person. This is very Hallmark. Very Hallmark, but higher production budget. Sure. She's been staying at friends' houses because she doesn't have anywhere to stay. She keeps getting kicked out because she's a mess. One time she forgets to lock up at night her store and it gets broken into 
and it's a whole ordeal. It's really bad. But then she meets this guy, Tom, played by Henry Golding, who is the perfect human. Absolutely. He is a golden retriever of a man. He volunteers. Wearing that gray sweater and that He's got a gray sweater. Coat. Oh, no, he's, it's a trench. It's a trench. It's a gre- yeah, it's a cream trench. Cream trench coat. And he's volunteering at homeless shelters. He appears in front of her store one day. He is this happy-go-lucky guy. He keeps telling her to look up, both physically and metaphorically. <laughs> Uh, He's dancing all over the streets. A big energy. Can I say, upon second watching of this film, I thought that one of the reasons that he like danced and twirled all over the place was because, as we know, he is a ghost. Maybe that is how he physically avoids running into people until we watch the extended features of the film and they were like no we just love watching henry twirl (laughs) yeah it's just they were just like yeah henry golding just decided to do that he just brought this big energy because he's sort of corporeal like he touches and lifts things yeah yeah in a way that's very very confusing and we don't really need to get into that that much not yet not yet not yet for sure there is immediate chemistry between these two. You know, say what you will about this movie. It's pretty bad. But the chemistry between Henry Golding and Amelia Clark is off the charts. Very good. They're yes. great. Um, you really want to root for Kate. She's down on her luck. She's very likable. He keeps popping in and out of her life at different times. They go on a few impromptu dates. He takes her ice skating. They go to a park. Uh, they go on some walking tours around London. They have a delightful kind of back and forth relationship for most of the movie. She also as another side plot of this movie, has a very bad relationship with her family. Her parents kind of hate each other. Her sister does not like her very much. Kate kind of outs her sister. Not good, Kate. Not good. Bad thing to do. Her parents are also Yugoslavian refugees. It's very interesting that this film decides to have a refugee story in it. Yeah. Apparently part of the reason that they did this was because George Michael was a big humanitarian. And this movie is kind of a love letter to George Michael. Like the entire soundtrack is all of his music. Right. But after she spent a lot of time with Tom, she begins turning her life around. She begins volunteering at homeless shelters, trying to raise money by singing. She's bettering herself. She's going to auditions, trying to make amends with her sister. She starts spending more time with her family, picking up the slack at work. She and her boss have a better relationship. She also goes by Santa. The oh, boss. Yeah. The boss goes by Santa and she calls Kate Elf. Yep. Then, during a heart to heart she has with Tom, we learn that last Christmas, Kate has had a heart transplant. She was very sick and had to have a heart transplant. And so for the past year, she has been in this huge funk after having this surgery because she feels like she is not herself. Her heart is not hers. And it's very sad, but like you start to have this moment of like, wait, whose heart is it? <laughs> During a lot of the like character development also of Kate, Tom is nowhere to be seen. And eventually he and he and Amelia Clark meet in a park in their like special secret park. And she like yells at Tom. He's like, why haven't you been around? You're unreliable. I can't be the one to count on you. And Tom's like, yeah, you can't rely on me. I I don't exist. It doesn't say it yet. Tom is not the one to, to break it to her because right. eventually one night she goes to his apartment to see if he's home and she bumps into somebody that she thinks is Tom, but then it turns out he's a realtor and he's leasing the apartment. So she thinks, oh, he's been squatting or he's selling his apartment. That's why he's not been around and so cagey about what he does at night. But then she finds out the person who owned this apartment died over a year ago around Christmas. I wish all of you could see me as I'm trying to make as little noise as possible because this premise is so ridiculous. When we watched the trailer, we were like, oh my goodness, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. He gave her his heart. 
And she has this come to Jesus moment of her realizing that he has been dead the entire time. She's having all of these flashbacks and she like collapses. She has all these flashbacks of her like past month, seeing all of the things that she's been doing with Tom sitting in the park, going ice skating, joking around, walking around the streets and all of them she's seeing previously with Tom, now it was just herself. So like she was going ice skating on her own. She like gotten changed in public with Tom blocking her and it was just in public and nobody, <laughs> it was, and it is insane. And then eventually she wanders her way back to the park and she and Tom have a heart to heart. How dare you get out, get out of our apartment. Okay. She is still able to talk to him and Tom gave Amelia Clark his heart and she threw it away by wasting her life and he helped her realize that she still has potential and things to give and she is something special. And that is the film. That is the film. The little side wrap up is that Kate also helps organize a talent show at this homeless shelter that she's been vol- volunteering at. She sings Last Christmas for, for the talent show because she's a really good singer. Right. Um, her family has a celebratory Christmas party and they all get, get together and they are all good. And like everybody ends happily ever after. And she still is able to like kind of talk to Tom in a way. Yeah. Uh, anyway. um, but yeah, that's the movie. That's the whole movie, I think. That, that was an amazing wrap up. I don't know if you can tell. This is the first time I've actually had a notes outline for <laughs> having a recap and how succinct it was. Maybe next season I'll have notes for an outline. <laughs> we like to play it fast and loose here. Yeah, but that is the movie. So let's get into it. Let's let's just talk about this yeah, movie. We have so much to talk about. You go first. Do you? Okay, I have, I have some notes. I will give some real notes and then I will give some fun notes. Sure. Real notes. Why? <laughs> so the context for this movie, as I understand it, is Emma Thompson was approached by the producer of this film mm-hmm. like a decade ago yeah. being like, hey, we need a new Christmas film. Do you want to write it? And she's like, maybe. And they they asked her, do you want to write a Christmas movie based on a song Last Christmas by Wham? And she said, no, not particularly. <laughs> I don't really like that song. And Over time, she spent a lot of time thinking about this. How could we do this as a story? So eventually, this is the story they came up with. The idea of last Christmas, I gave you my heart, literally. And that's sort of what this movie is. Is like they had that and then just kind of threw spaghetti at the wall to get the rest of the script out there. I really hope that she's just laughing her way to the bank because... Seems like it. Seems like it's She did at one point say, well, I needed some money. And you know what? She is hamming it up in this film. She's doing great. And this has inspired the fact that I would also like to write a Christmas movie based on a song. What song? I would like to write a Christmas movie based on Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. Oh, my God. So... If you follow our Instagram, instagram.com slash 12 days pod, one, two, you will see that I love to steal uh, tweets from Twitter to put on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I find some of the best tweets and put them on there. And it's a good time. And someone on twitter.com pointed out that Wonderful Christmas Time is actually a seance. And then someone interrupts it. And I believe that that is an amazing film. So it's a bunch of friends. These are the lyrics. The mood is right. The spirit's up. 
we're here tonight and that's enough. And then someone barges in. And they're like, simply having a wonderful Christmas. Just like extremely panicked, screaming, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yeah. To just cover up. They're like, the party's on. The feeling's here. I like it. This could be the second addition into a Halloween Christmas film. Yes. I love the idea of turning Christmas songs into movies. The thing with this one is I understand. Look. Famously, I love the British mm. and I have always loved English culture and I, I have retconned my previous position on British Christmas. Christmas is British. The British are the best. We love them. The crown's the best show ever. Yes. Thus, I understand and respect that George Michael is a big deal to the English. Mm-hmm. I like him fine. Right. So I understand that this couldn't be a Hallmark movie because it was George Michael and this was made for British people and it was film in London and it stars British people. Sure, sure, sure. But it could have it should have been a Hallmark film. What I would say is that it would benefit from being a Hallmark film because they could really lean into the insanity of this plot. Mm, And mm, I see what you're saying. Because they were making a feature film, they couldn't lean that hard into it. Into being at full ghost, like having conversations in front of people with the ghost. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I think it would have benefited from the cheese. And by benefited, I mean the way you watch films and the way I have now started watching films, which is I'm just here for a good time. Give me Casper, but Henry Golding. (laughs) The main draw for me to this movie was the insane premise Amelia Clark, Henry Golding, and Emma Thompson. Right. Is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I wouldn't want this to be a Hallmark film because I would never see it. That's fair. Hallmark's turning out 55 movies a year for Christmas. And yeah. for this one to get lost in the, in the shuffle, shuffle would, it would be, be a, disservice a to criminal it. crime. I a think. criminal crime. You're, you're right. You're you right. know, we need some mainstream trash Christmas movies. You know what? That's bold and controversial. And I agree. There are some weird moments when it is just Henry Golding on screen. Yeah. Which is odd. Odd because he's not real. There are cutaways of him being like sad. And it's like, are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> Who, who are you? We know you're not real. Why are, Why do we get your perspective on this? I would also like to point out that like... Hold on. Sorry. This just came to me. Sorry. Yeah, sure, sorry to interrupt sure, you. Sure. Is this just a remake of the It's a Wonderful Life? Explain. So an angel comes down huh. to help make George Bailey realize that he is important, has value, and has things he can offer to the world, even though he was beating himself up and feels terrible. Henry Golding appears. Makes Amelia Clark feel like she has value. She has things to offer to the world. So it's just the only Christmas part of It's a Wonderful Life. Well, I was actually going to say that it's a Christmas carol because there Mm. is a miserly person basically throwing away their life. And then a ghost shows up Mm -hmm. and does talk about the past, present, and future. Okay, so he's an all-in-one. Yeah, he's all-in-one. Okay, so it's maybe it's a little mix. What is it with Christmas and ghosts? We have some theories that we drummed up from this movie. You know, the park that he takes her to, there's some other people in the park that like always seem to like wave in and acknowledge her. Oh, yeah. And we we posited it. We didn't I didn't look this up. Maybe you did. But these other people also received organ transplants from Henry Golding at one point after he died because he donated his organ seemingly. Yeah. There is this park where they go to often and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people there, but they're always there by themselves. Right. And they're sitting on separate benches by themselves, just like minding their own business and i'm my theory is and and it should be in that all of these people there 
got one of Henry Golding's organs, and I wonder if he's talking to them. (laughs) Maybe. I hope so. So that falls into my next question here, which is, is Henry Golding a ghost? Yes. Now, is he a ghost or is he just in the the headspace of all of these people who have received organ transplants? I like this because I take back what I said about this being a love story. Mm. Kate gets his heart. So obviously love story. But someone who ended up with like his liver, he's his bartender. They're drinking buddies. (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine Henry Golding behind a bar just being like... Another one for you? Yeah, and he's a ghost. I bet yeah. that person doesn't realize that his bartender is a ghost. Right, and maybe he's trying to get him to leave the bar so he can take care of his liver. What is the storyline for the kidney? He's a bathroom attendant. He's a bathroom attendant? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. What other What other body parts are there? Eyes. Eyes. Eyes? He's a he's a, he's an opt- ophthalmologist. Yes, he's someone's optometrist. Yes. And he... You know, is constantly being like, you got to use eye drops, my guy. Give me the cinematic universe of Henry Golding as the ghost of all these different people. Uh, yeah, 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 I agree. I would watch every single one of those. I would buy every DVD. I have a, a birthday date planned for you from now until we run out of organs. Amazing. You could even make these like 20 minute shorts, just like yes. a spe- quick specials. Wait, it's the it's the opening to Wonderful Christmas Time, it's our a, Paul McCartney right. movie. Yes, Ooh, but that is that is all the notes I have about this. You know, this we movie, collaborated on that. One. We we did a lot of back and forth on that. It's guys, this movie is insane. Go watch it. <laughs> it's such a good time. We're not sponsored by this movie, but we should be. It was the first account that we followed on our uh, Twelve Days Pod Twitter account, yeah. and we considered for a long time it being the only account that we followed. We We decided against it. Because we have a lovely community here and we love talking to you all. So let's get into the trivia. Yes, please. I do want to talk a little bit about George Michael. You you touched on this before, but Wham donated all the royalties of the original song Last Christmas to Ethiopian Famine Relief. And George Michael himself worked at a homeless shelter anonymously. So that was a tribute to George Michael. Nice. So yeah, this movie is kind of just a love letter to George Michael. Yes. The trailer for the movie was strongly criticized for explicitly hinting at the fact that Tom was a ghost. Uh, Yeah, I would have cut the trailer a little bit differently to hide the reveal, maybe. Yeah, so movie viewers and critics guessed the entire plot like three months ahead of time. We were not special in that. No, 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 no. It still got us into the theater, so good work. Yeah, I mean, we probably would have seen it because we love a Christmas movie, Mm -hmm. but we were like rushing to see this film yeah my last note is this is the most british thing ever and i think we do want to talk about the culture of why we've landed on christmas being so so inherently british right this movie was number one at the uk box office during its opening weekend that is surprising but also not surprising not surprising what else was around then who's to say frozen too oh shocking Mm -hmm. that's insane (laughs) It was also Knives Out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were were really good movies. insane. But I mean, it's an inherently British movie. As I've come around to Christmas being British, Dan has posed several theories about how in the United States, Christmas is huge. Right. But we have some buffer. You want to take it away? Yeah. So in the United States, we have 
Thanksgiving. We have elections in November most years. You know, like yeah. there's always something going on in November. Right. And we also have Halloween, which is very big here. Yeah. Now, I don't know how big Halloween is in the UK, but I can't imagine it's as big as it is in the US. That said, all of November, all that the UK has is waiting for Christmas. <laughs> and so their Christmas season, much like ours at 12 Days Pod, begins at the end of October. Yeah. Yeah. And just all they can do is decorate for Christmas and wait for Christmas and sing Christmas carols and make Christmas food and watch Christmas movies. And so they ran out of movies <laughs> and they needed a new one that was like, <laughs> we're going to throw everything we have at the wall, yeah. all of the Christmas, all of the British we can. And boom, there we go. Everybody seemed to really enjoy making this movie, I will say. Yeah, it was you a know, good time. You know, all of the like commentary and behind the scenes stuff, Henry Golding, Amelia Clark, Emma Thompson, Paul Feig, they all seemed like they were all having a really good time doing this. And so, you know what? If they're happy, I'm happy. Perfect. All right, gang. As we do every episode, it's time for our definitive ranking of this movie. Per tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. So out of 12 days of Christmas, how many days of Christmas is this for you, Dan? If you could see my face right now. <laughs> I am making this weird grimace of like, I don't know how to rate this movie. It's not good. No, it's not. I enjoy it, but it's not good. And I know that. I know that objectively. It is not good. So what I am going to give this movie is five golden rings. Wow. Five I, whole golden rings? I think so. For I think, Henry Golding. Yeah. Five. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> Five golden rings for Henry Golding. Five Henry Golding rings. This movie is, as I've mentioned, sort of has like a weird place in my heart of being like, sure. I really enjoy this movie in a weird way. This is a movie that if it was on in the background in our house, I wouldn't like sit down and watch it, but I would enjoy having it on the background. You yes. know, I'd pop in every once in a while and be like, oh yeah, remember this weird part? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I imagine after our, you know, third drink on our, by ourselves in on, quarantine. On Christmas, <laughs> Christmas. We're going to be like, it's time. It's time. It's time. And so, like, I have fun with this movie. Yeah. I, I am under no illusion that this is a good movie by any means. It's certainly not a Muppets Christmas Carol, which, by the way, if you have not listened to. It's up. It's up. Go check it out. Go check it out. But yeah, what are you going to give this movie? So, I thought about this for a long time. Sure. And I went through and saw how I had ranked other films. Mm -hmm. I have decided to give it four calling birds. Four calling birds? Yes. Okay. That's about, you know, five and four is pretty close. So the... I was going to give it two turtle doves. I'll be honest. Oh, no. But I know it's a two turtle doves. Sure. But I also know that I would watch this movie four more times. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of one of the unofficial ways that I've been ranking things. Right, right. I have no desire to ever watch A Christmas Story or Jim Carrey's The Grinch ever again. Yeah. I have a desire to watch this film again. You also gave Love Actually, I'm looking at it now, you also gave Love Actually a four, which is the other <laughs> British Christmas movie. I like this movie more than Love Actually. Yeah, so it could be it could be four, <laughs> four A, four B. I think that's fine. Dan. Yes. This is our last episode. This is our last episode of 2020. Wow. We made it. We did it. Thank you all for listening. Today is Christmas, and we hope that we've been able to spread as much Christmas cheer as possible with you in these past 12 weeks. Our Christmas adventure for the year ends here, but 
be sure to keep an eye out because we are going to be doing a recap episode of what we've learned, some new thoughts we've had. It'll be a little bit longer than our normal less than a half hour episode. Maybe it'll be a longer episode and we'll just like drop in some weird bloopers, drop in some some voicemails that have been left for us. Yes. So if you want to be a part of our season one recap episode, which will come out in the new year, check out our Twitter account. We're going to pin where you can leave us a voicemail Mm -hmm. and we'd love to have you be a part of the conversation. But if you don't want to leave us a voicemail and you still want to ask us a question for the episode, why don't you shoot us an email at 12dayspod at gmail.com. That's 12dayspod at gmail.com. Join us next time, next October 2021, as we take a look back at a modern classic, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Oh my God, we're just (laughs) jumping right into it. We got to start with another Home Alone. We got to start with another Home Alone. And as we say every episode, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.